Hey everyone, this is Nathan. This is Alex. And welcome back to Two Doofs in a Duffel Bag, the show where we pronounce the word meme like Mimi. Oh. You didn't know that, did you? Must be Italian. Breaking news. <laughs> you being the theme song? Yeah, it stopped. It's adorable. So I know. Well, it stopped before it was supposed to. Anyway, um, welcome back. Sorry we took a hiatus last week. We had. We went on a three day bender. <laughs> what? <laughs> we were busy and it just never got around. It never happened. It was nighttime and we were sleepy. Um, but actually, it kind of gave us a chance to reevaluate all our decisions we're changing the name of the show <laughs> no we're not um but it did give us a chance to kind of reevaluate how we want to do the show and after this hearing will be the last episode <laughs> so we're quitting no but we are um we've gotten a lot of feedback from people that we didn't ask for and <laughs> <laughs> no we appreciate all feedback just kidding we've been asking for feedback um <laughs> well there goes our last two viewers um but one thing we've heard is, or one thing that we've kind of decided is by the time we do the show once a week, mm-hmm. and by the time we get around to the show, we're no longer breaking the news. You've probably heard it. And if you haven't heard it, um, we'll still talk about it, but we're not going to talk about the transactions so much as we are going to talk about the impacts and themes of things going on. We're trying to have a general like theme. Yeah, rather episode. than... Here's a topic that we'll talk about for 15 minutes, and now on to the next one. It'll be more like insights and stuff into kind of the intangibles, I guess, of the world of sports. Because we're, um, we're well-versed in our intangibles <laughs> in the we're world. We're well-versed. In the wide, wide world of sports. Oh, boy. All right. So, um, with that being said, we are going to... Um, ooh. Um, so, let's start with our... Should we announce our theme? We literally barely talked about it. Literally is, two minutes ago. We, well, we totally just, just redid the show in two minutes. Well, we kind of want it to be more of a we were casual. Looking, yeah, we were looking at other podcasts out there saying what... What works and what doesn't for our type. So, and if this doesn't work, maybe we won't do it again. In case we only get one listener instead of two this week. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, But... Yeah, I mean, we're not trying to break... It'll probably be in the title of our podcast anyway. Yeah, you'll see it. So, um, all right. With all that being said, should we announce? We're going to announce. I'm going to announce. We'll see. What? Yeah, what's what, your... Well, we're talking this week about our theme is kind of because of things that have gone on this last two weeks. NFL transactions is locker room problems. Um and, and player enough is enough yeah player attitudes i guess um so let's start with the good i mean not the good but let's start with the with the positive impact a player can have on a locker room for, like we oh. talked about jordy nelson left well didn't leave got released, released by the packers um because they were able to sign jimmy graham and someone else basically in, right for the exact same in, amount of money yeah, that they were the paying amount of money they were paying a 32 year old Jordy anyway yeah who had and been out 
go ahead. two seasons ago for basically the whole season. Um, and I, Packers fans are obviously very upset. I mean, because he Sarah, was, who was on last week, is a very big Packers fan. She well, and you know, Aaron Rodgers has even come out and said that he's pretty upset, and not entirely happy. And Jordy came out today saying he was kind of disappointed that the Packers didn't try harder to keep him and whatever. Because like I think when we talked about it two weeks ago they basically they completely lowballed him him. yeah um so yeah i mean i don't football is a business obviously first things first um and you have to reevaluate what are you bringing to my team versus what are you costing me Mm -hmm. and granted things like fan loyalty and um you know, player happiness are obviously all part of that. Right. It's I mean, not just Florida baseball right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people very upset. I mean, granted, oh, we're saving money by trading this player. It's but a rebuild. We'll be back. They're also losing a lot of fans. Yeah. But so, I mean, and the point I've seen a lot of people make is. I mean, yeah, they're losing Jordy, but Jimmy Graham's younger. I mean, he's just as good red zone threat. You know, they're still right. getting that. But while it may be true pertaining to football skill, they were both very good at what they do. Which they are. It's more of what you're losing from Jordy in the locker room, in my right. opinion. I, I mean, mean, that's major. Obviously, amazing wide receiver. He's going to do great in Oakland. Yeah. Um. Anyone would but be happy to have that him. veteran presence is so important. Well, and to have someone that your quarterback trusts like that yeah, is I mean, so vital. He's been in their locker room for the past 10, Ten years. years. Yeah. I so, mean, and you have Jimmy Graham coming in. Who's the new guy now? Well, and Jimmy Graham is not someone who has had, you know, behavioral problems or stuff like that. Like he's, he's, he's a good guy as far as anyone knows. And yeah. I'm sure he'll be great and he'll get along with everyone. But it's like, you know, it's it just hurts, and you know I think we've talked about this before. Like when we talked about um, the Rays um, with Corey Dickerson when they DFA'd him, mm-hmm. it was the right decision because ultimately they were going to trade him. But it was the DFA tag that they stuck on him that was kind of again it's the thing to do. Yeah, again it's the intangibles. It's the you're labeling me as this versus just trading me. Like, of course they did it because of the business of, okay, we need to make room for someone else on our roster right now, which is why we're doing this. We need to make room for CJ Crone because he's going to be starting and we're going to trade you anyway, blah, blah, blah. However, it's the, it's the label that you stick on them of DFA designated for assignment. You're not going to be on the team no matter what. That is kind of like, geez, ouch. You couldn't have just traded me. You had to go through all that. Um, so yeah, I mean it. It's hard, and yeah, you ask. There's been a couple players from the Packers that have come out and felt like kind of upset by it. Yeah, because that's the other point you have to look at when you look at these things. You're not just looking at, um, you know, this is a business decision. It's going to be better for our team because we're going to get someone who very well may have the same production for half the cost. Mm. But you'd also, as a front office GM, owner, whatever, don't want to have your players pissed at you. Right. And I think, I mean, you can correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I feel like football team chemistry isn't as big, as important as, let's say, basketball. Well, you do play more independently. It depends on the positions. I feel like, though, if it was like, if they had released 
you know, Clay Matthews, for example, I feel like Aaron Rodgers would have been like, oh, that sucks. I liked Clay, but it wouldn't have been like he was my guy, you know, because the positions don't need to gel. Right. Basketball, you're right, because all five are always playing with all five. There's never a time when, you know, me and the defensive tackle don't really, you know, what he does doesn't really matter to me necessarily. Right. Like directly. Right. Well, yeah. And that's the point I'm trying to make. That, yeah. I mean, it's still important, but it's not as important as some other sports right and that's why you'll see a lot of transactions in baseball because baseball it's not always as important either now granted again you want people happy and you want people in their locker room that you know i like what you're doing out there and i like you know you know i can appreciate you as a player and also we can be buddies right but when you're playing offense on baseball it's not always you know you're as as much responsible as anyone else. Right. So it's not like, oh, I can't believe I have to, you know, you released that guy. It's just as much your responsibility to get, you know, the next guy's responsibility to get you home as, you know, if you get a base on base or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter if Albert Pujols struck out Mike Trout still has to go out there. And- yeah. Or if Albert Pujols gets on base and if it's Justin Upton batting behind him or Albert Pujols batting behind him or Cole Calhoun batting behind him. It doesn't matter. What matters is he wants the next guy to get him out or to get right. get him to get him home. So it's not as much a relationship. I feel like because no matter what it is, you want that guy to do that. Um, well, and but I, I feel like a quarterback wide re- receiver relationship though that is, is pretty the, tight. that is one of the few. I mean, and then you have you know running back and their offensive line is a big one, but. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about like back when Isaiah Thomas got traded to the Lakers. I saw and the Celtics. Well, the Cavs first, and well, then no, the Lakers. No, I'm talking about when he got traded. Um, they traded Isaiah Thomas and Channing Frye for Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. Right. Um, I saw just as many Lakers fan excited. I mean, sorry, other way around. I saw just as many. I saw more Cleveland fans sad that Channing Frye was leaving. Right, which is someone that. It's always funny. He plays, but he's not. That's what's. He's, so, yeah, he's, he's older. He's a lot older, and that's the point I'm trying to make. That that locker room presence and having. Yeah, he's 34, which in football years is basketball, basketball years is pretty <laughs> old. Um, but it's it's that kind of mentality of yeah. I mean, Isaiah Thomas may have had the bigger, higher ceiling, you know. We didn't get to work out the kinks, but oh no, we're losing that that main guy in our locker room who's really right. important. Well, and that's the, I mean, you'll hear about veteran locker room guys time and time again. In fact, they do say that a lot about baseball, though. Like when they signed, uh, when the Dodgers traded for Curtis Granderson last year, that was one of, they said their biggest reason was they needed another, like because Chase Utley is a veteran locker room guy. Right. They wanted another one. And Curtis Granderson did awful on the Dodgers did absolutely <laughs> terrible, but they, they kept, kept him on the roster because they're like, we need the locker room presence. We need the locker room well, presence. And that's why so. when you see these people, I mean, I'll use baseball again for an example. You have the Rays, you know, saying we're rebuilding, we're getting those places. Yeah, you could go and just get a bunch of twenty-something-year-olds, right? Bunch of yeah, prospects. You say, you know, we have all these pieces to build towards the future, but it's not going to work. You need those older. You do. Well, and then, like, look back on, um, of course, I'm going to blink on his name right now. The Steelers um, older guy who got traded to the Patriots. James Harrison. I was like, a lot of old guys (laughs) on the Steelers. Well, the reason he was traded was 
okay, you know what, dude? We get that you're still a beast and you want to still be a beast and, you know. But you got to try. Well, and there was the viral video of him after they lost in the AFC Championship last year. They landed in Pittsburgh. He went straight to their weight room and started working right. out. He didn't even go home first. So, like that, you know, that's the kind of work ethic he has. But then when you asked people like TJ Watt, who on the Steelers, you know, was James Harrison a kind of a, you know, was he mentoring you guys at all? He's doing, he laughed. He was like, yeah, right. Yeah. No, he wouldn't talk to us because he was threatened. Right. Right. So there's veterans that can do so much. They can teach well, or they can panic. And I think that's what you need to be able to put your ego aside. That's why. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about the Rams, especially this year, just came out right before we started the podcast. They've signed Indomitian Sue to a one year deal. Right. And on paper, that team looks terrifying. That they defense are. alone is insane. They are. But now you got... Just from this... Well, not... They were already, I think, a top 10 defense last year. But when you look at um, the players they added to keep to lead, Market, well, they kept Aaron Donald, Marcus Peters, and now Indominus can sue. Okay. All these guys are great, but... They are all have been cited as having problems in the locker room locker room issues yeah and the question is is it worth it so at what point is it worth it so when is it worth it so it depends on a lot of things obviously um they were sorry just to they were 12th in points and 19th in yards last year. They were 9th in yards the year before. So they're decent. they're they're, te- they're decent. Um, they weren't as good last year as they were the year before. But anyway, um, they have. It depends on a lot of things. One is what what is your culture in general, right? Right. For example, Donovan Sue took a lot less than people thought he was going to take because he wanted to play for the Rams. So that already shows that he has some respect for your organization. Right. Right. So that really helps. For example, if they had if the Browns had offered him five years fifty million or whatever something absolutely ridiculous. Um I mean that would be <laughs> more like a hundred million. Um, ridiculous. Yeah. Five years a hundred million then. Um or something else absolutely well, ridiculous. Then he that could be a problem. Because then he feels entitled. Well, I guess it depends on the person. Obviously, you can't speak generally. But hey, you know what? You needed me. I don't need you. You needed me. Albert Hainsworth. So I'm going to do whatever I want. Top example I can think of. Explain. Albert Hainsworth is... Let me look up his contract deal. He played from 2002 to 2011. It was his Redskins deal. He received a $100 million contract for seven years. $41 million guaranteed. And he was a beast before he, like, he paid for, he deserved that contract. Basically. When he played for Tennessee? Yeah. Before. So 2009 is when he played for the, got signed with the Redskins. And after that, he just stopped trying. Mm, I mean, he made his video money. you can look up online. They were playing the Eagles. It was one of Michael Vick's insane games um, where he gets knocked down by the guard or the tackle or something, falls on the ground for some reason. I mean, Michael Vick's still scrambling around the pocket, and he just stays on the ground. Doesn't even. Oh, try I've seen up. that video. Yeah, where he's just like, "Oh, that sucks." And yeah, then, yeah, I've seen that video. So okay, so exactly, he. Oh, apparently after that he was 
kind of passed around on teams. Yeah, I mean, because um, people had seen what he can do, but at that point he had already kind of just given up. He claims he what he probably claims he didn't, but yeah, he of course he did. did. Well, kind of like James Harrison, right? James Harrison didn't give up, but his body gave up because he was what forty. So, yeah, you're not going to be the same player you were. Um, but yeah, so now you have all these guys. But the question then becomes: Are they? All, are we all going to be able to put our egos aside to win a championship this year? Because on paper they can do it. So here's here's one thing that actually interests me about this whole thing. It interests me when they got Marcus Peters and they got to keep Tlaib, and now even more. Sean McVay's young. He has very little experience as a head coach. He has right. one year as a head coach. That's what he's not. Granted, you've heard I've heard nothing but positive about his locker room presence, right. and I've heard nothing but great about how he teaches, treats his players, and teaches his players. Right. But he's still is he ready now? They had Aaron Donald last year who held out for one game or two. Um, and, you know, because he wasn't getting the contract that he wanted, eventually got signed. Right. Whether or not you believe and whether or not he should have held out, there was some back and forth. That's not the point. He was kind of giving them a hard time. So, all that being said, he already kind of has some experience in that regard. But for the most part, he well, has a I lot think, to I learn. I think it's going to rely on Wade Phillips, their defensive their coordinator. Their defensive coordinator. Because, I mean, even if you look, Sean McVay was the coach, but he was yeah. really just focused on the offense. All on offense. They kind of had a really interesting setup where they, they kind of just had two head coaches. Well, Sean they McVay had, was in charge. head coach of the offense, head coach of the defense is kind of what it came well, looks like. Well, Sean McVay was totally in charge. But he, Let's he put told that. Wade Phillips, you're, you got the defense. But yeah, when he would... And Wade Phillips actually had to keep to leave back in Denver. Wade mm. Phillips was the coach over there. So I'm sure he's used to... I think it's... And it's true, it does. But you still have your... You know, your head coach... Or your head coach is still in charge, right? So yeah... And the way they did operate was kind of was kind of cool. You'd see like the second that the defense would go on the field, Sean McVay would sit on the bench and work on his little Surface Pro thing and be working on offensive plays. This episode sponsored by Microsoft. <laughs> no, it is not. Not really. Don't sue us. Microsoft, give us money. Um, so I mean that would that would happen, but so wait, yeah, I mean Wade Phillips obviously has been coaching for how long? Since nineteen eighty one. So he has, you know, or 19, no, 1976 um, is when he's first coached professionally. Right. So he has the experience that, that Sean McVay doesn't in handling, I'm sure, all types of players. He's, he's you know, been a defensive coordinator, head coach, linebackers coach. He's done all everything. Um, but... It still is up to the coaching staff as a whole. And I think the person in charge is Sean McVay. Sean McVay. And I think it will be really interesting to see if he can kind of hold down this fort. Right. And, I mean, another great example you can bring up of that is Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Totally. I mean, he's got that locker room on. Well, that's down. the thing. I mean, because you have someone like Gronk who is such an amazing football player, but you know kind of lives that kind of party. Yeah, he's kind of half, half in, it half makes out. You, it makes you wonder 
how how would have he have been if he had gone to a different team? Yeah. Well, what about who was it that um? Oh, am I blanking? We talked about it. Who didn't? Who got scrapped from the Super Bowl at the last second? Um, Malcolm Butler. Yeah, Malcolm Butler was. I mean, kind of goes to show you. We still don't know what he still won't say why he did what he did came out about what had happened but well kind of robert Kraft said that he didn't know came out more came out later he started marcus i mean not marcus peters malcolm butler started answering more questions about stuff yeah and it was but still it was still a belichick um it was still a belichick decision game kind of game time right and that and a lot of people wondered is this belichick being like you know, you piss me off. I'm. I don't care. I'll take you out of the freaking Super Bowl if I have to, if you're making me mad or whatever. So, Belichick is an interesting comparison. I think he has. Um, I think he has the uh, that locker room down, and he's one guy that like when he was talking to. I don't know if you saw the pro day where he the did you see that video? Yeah, Bradley he was Chubb. talking to Bradley Chubb. And giving you having him do offensive drills, and or sorry, <laughs> defensive drills. Wow! And he literally was on the field with his pro day, just talking to him. Okay, do this, 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 do this. Okay, work on this, this, this. And it seemed like he's being so hard on him. And then he went up and shook his hand after and said, "Yeah, we're picking thirty first. There's no way we see you. You're you know you're way too good." And so he has you see that respect that you know maybe he doesn't put forth in that persona of his press conferences. But he does have that respect for players. Um, he totally has that when right. he, you know, when when if they deserve it, obviously. So, um, so there's them, and then also looking at um, well, OBJ. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say let's go to the other side of locker room distractions. Now you have Hotel Beckham Jr., who's. I'll pull up the exact tweet. I think it was from Adam Schefter. Um, oh, no, Ian Rappaport, my bad. My understanding is that Giants wide receiver Odell Buckham Jr. will not set foot on a field without a new contract extension agreed to, whether it be with the Giants or any team. This comes a day after owner John Mara said no one is untouchable in trade talks. And then four hours ago, according to Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News, Giants are officially open to fielding offers for Odell Buckham Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now you have this other problem of Odell. Yeah. I mean, he's great. I mean, you have arguably top three receiver in the NFL. Yeah. But is he worth trading if he's this much of a problem? I mean, this is the same off season where there's videos of him in a bed with hookers and cocaine. Yeah. And <laughs> well, we don't know if they were hookers. <laughs> girls and girls. And <laughs> but no. Sorry he was, if you're listening. <laughs> but he was listening with... Um, or he was in, yeah, with in a hotel bed with girls and coke and, and an pizza. enormous pizza. And sounding like he was trying to coerce some girl into sleeping with him or sleeping with some... I don't know. It was this whole who knows and of course they dealt with it or dealing with it i'm sure but that's the thing is for someone to do that and then still have the guts to then go and demand an extension he's gonna get an extension let's not well let's let's not 
right be dumb and i think we talked about that last time when you thought that i was saying he wouldn't get extended oh yeah we were fighting so much because i thought i mean nathan was saying that he doesn't think he should get as much money i think that 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 giants have extra leverage because of the video right exactly in my mind i thought he was saying giants aren't even going to want to extend him (laughs) like are you insane no he will be he will be um extended and someone's gonna do it and that's the difference between all these different locker rooms because you See, have locker rooms like the Colts where they just they're not they interested in free agents this year. They're not really not signing only anyone. Not into free agents, but they never want those locker room problems. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. We don't even want to think about it. In our, and then you have people like the Rams saying, yeah, let's just get them all. Yeah. Who, they're good you players. Know, who cares? Screw that. We need the talent. And that's that's kind of the two different sides of it. I mean, and then you have, I think this brings up the other side now of like Colin Kaepernick and Johnny Manziel, because they're both known, even Eric Reed, he was a safety for the Niners too, one of the first two. Uh, oh, right. And now Kaepernick. he's, he's, and no one will sign them. And they're Colin Kaepernick. Multiple people have said, I've played with him. Like this was two years after he led a team to a Super Bowl. He had one bad right. year. He did have a bad year, and it was a really bad year. But but still, no one will even take a chance chance on him. Period. Now you're talking about. Now let's be clear. We're not talking about thinking that he's a locker room problem because of this. No, we're. But saying it's all about people, how he will be perceived, and how they will be perceived, and our team's going to want to deal with the media storm of right like we because whether it's good or bad it's gonna get attention that's why when tim tebow no one wanted to be with tim tebow because the media was so because of the opposite effect with him yeah well they were obsessed with problem in your locker room because anytime you have any sort of open locker room yeah 15 cameras in there not asking Look, about the game, not but asking, asking about, about him asking about Tim Tebow. Right. Yeah. Not asking about how you're playing or whatever. They're asking about what Tim Tebow's doing on the field with his praying and whatever. Same with, you know, Cap, though, is I think a lot of players, you know, he may not be. The jury's still out on whether or not he officially is blackballed and there's collusion in, with the owners. Right. But I think, like, for example, me and Alex had talked about how when Andrew Luck looked like, you know, at the beginning of the season when he didn't play week one or two. It's like, go get Cap. You can get him for so cheap. Like, you know, have him be a I mean, backup for you. Right. I mean, they got someone in the end. They did, really obviously. Good, but, but it was like, you could go get Colin really, Kaepernick. I mean, yeah, you have people like the Browns before they had Tyrod. You had yeah. people like the Jets rocking with Josh McCown, Deshaun Kaiser. You got these. I mean, when Tyrod Taylor went down, really, Nathan Peterman was a better option yeah. than... Why not take a flyer on him? And I think that now, granted, there. I mean, there is some things as far as maybe he is good enough that he was asking for I too mean, much. Yeah, we also don't know say, what he's he asking for. Also, not be wanting to play for cheap. Yeah, he may be asking for too much, but I've never, I haven't heard I mean, that wasn't report. Wasn't it Johnny Manziel that said he would play for free for someone's training? There, he said, "I'll just put me on a practice squad. I'll play for free. I just want to prove I can still play." Oh, I didn't hear that, but that sounds like him right now. He's I mean, totally now like, he's he's totally I'm got his crap together. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so I'm happy for him. For him now. Well, and you heard what he said about Cap, right? Um, he tweeted out a whole thing. Um, people keep Basically comparing. What we're saying, yeah. Well, people keep p- comparing them to 
And he said, stop comparing us as far as where, why we are where we are. Because Cap is there because he did something great. I am here because I did something stupid. So let's not sit and compare these two things. Um, I'll just read his first tweet. There was like five. But it just says, this will probably cause an uproar. But I'm tired of the Kaepernick versus myself comparisons, comparisons and anger. Cap is doing amazing things right now, changing lives and donating millions. His impact off the field from a social standpoint is legendary and admirable. Um they're both, you know, they're both kind of not being signed for non-football based reasons. Right. Which is why people are comparing, which is why we're comparing. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's football, you know, that doesn't make it right. Right or wrong. Right, right or wrong either way. Um, I don't know. That's such an interesting thing, though, because... At this point, what are you afraid of? That's what I was wondering all at the end of last year. Most teams were kneeling. Most teams were doing that. So what are you really afraid of by signing Colin Kaepernick? Right. And I think that's why I, I've, I've, been, I've said it from the beginning. There's something else we don't know about. Yeah. There and- has to be either he's asking for way too much money, which I think was known he was asking for a lot. He was. I still think de- at the beginning, but I don't I know about anymore. I think he was still de- demanding like, starting quarterback money. Mm. But... I can't believe that no one's made offers. Yeah. The fact that no one's made offers is kind of no I mean, maybe they offers. Have. See, but that's the other thing too. No is one's you even have... worked him out. See, but that yeah, that is true. That is true. Wait, no, I'm wrong. Texans worked him out recently. Mm. But that's the thing, though, is we also have to remember that we're we're as much as we want to be. <laughs> you and I are not the media. We just read. We just talk about what we hear. And right now, who knows if there were offers made, but that doesn't right. necessarily fit in with the, you know, whole blackballing thing. So they're not really g- talking, talking about, about offers. It. However, I feel like if he was made made an offer, we would have heard about it from one one place or another. So I don't know. I think all in all, Mike uh, Michael. Um, all in all, I just read your notes. <laughs> Oh. All in all, um, locker room distractions can be a very interesting topic, and I think that um, I think we're just gonna have to wait it out and see. Wait it out and see for like anything though. I mean, this Rams thing is really interesting to me. Um, it's a social experiment of sorts, kind of. Um, so we're gonna try something new here. I haven't even asked Alex about this. I'm just I'm gonna try. Kind it. of concerned. <laughs> Um, instead of talking for an hour, let's take a break for like a second and you can listen to some theme music and we'll be right back. guys we are back after a short break of amazing music you're so welcome um hope you uh grabbed a drink of water something like that because we're back okay you're freaking me out um so we're talking about this week uh locker room influences team chemistry just that whole whole shebang the whole thing um um and one thing i wanted to talk about um, break, but i forgot to um stop all right is 
Michael Bennett. Yeah, so the talk about negative citizen, <laughs> Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. <laughs> you think for I'm his kidding, help with not. with the elderly? <laughs> no. Okay, so basically there oh, is. Oh, what a dirt bag. I want to. I want to find the right legal term for this. I do too because things, I don't want to say it wrong. A lot of things can mean a lot of different things. Assault. I think um, assault is okay to say. No, no, definitely assault. Okay, no. So okay, there's a felony charge. Wait, let's start here. For those of you who don't remember, we've talked about it. But Michael Bennett was on the Seahawks. Was just traded to the just Eagles. Traded to the Eagles two weeks ago for a fifth round pick. I think when Richard Sherman was traded, he was part of the whole thing, and his whole thing. They said. When he was traded, that there were major issues that they were done with dealing with, basically. They were done with dealing with him. Right. And people knew that he kind of had an attitude problem. Well, he had problem. problems in the back before, remember when there was uh, the Vegas shooting, he was claiming that he was... I not, not, not hear about the this. the Vegas shooting. Oh, I'm like, I do not um, remember this. Wait, or was it the Vegas shooting? There was a man with a gun in a casino. Um, Michael Bennett was in said casino... Mm-hmm. They were just trying to get everyone situated down on the ground. We're going to figure this out. And he made a run for it. Ran oh, out. Oh, so they went, familiar. tackled him, you know, detained him because we're looking for a guy with a gun. This guy just ran away from us, obviously. Yeah. And then he claimed, I was wrongly assaulted. I was right. profiled. And then they released the video and we're like, and it was kind of, oh, no, you're just really kind of a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> And that was just one incident of many. So what happened this year, well, well, happened a couple, or I guess I didn't know this. It was at the Super Bowl. His brother um, was on the Patriots. He was on the Patriots. So he went down to celebrate or to, you know, be with his brother, not celebrate. This says celebrate, but they were not celebrating. Went down to be with the Patriots and tried to get onto the field and injured a paraplegic elderly woman on his way down. A 60-year-old paraplegic, which my first question is, who decided to put a paraplegic in charge of security and stopping people? From- oh, she was a security person? Yes. Oh, I thought she was just sitting in like the disabled no, seats was, at the bottom. she was there to stop check tickets and stuff that's cool let people have let paraplegic people have jobs alex i'm not against them having jobs but why is she your first line of defense against someone trying to run on the field because they probably thought no one would be enough of a jerk to push her over (laughs) michael no one knew michael bennett would be coming would come swinging haymakers oh my gosh they're probably like hey this will be a good idea no one's gonna no one's gonna fight this lady uh wrong and 66 year old woman in a wheelchair he okay so the best part is is his attorney starts freaking out he didn't do this he didn't touch anyone he would never do this this isn't like him this and is contrary to his life his career himself around today he just <laughs> he turned himself turned in turned today. himself in not today was it uh, today oh yeah it was felony charge in houston he, he called, called and said, last I'm week he would turn in. himself in he just did it today like <laughs> expected to post a ten thousand dollar bond which he'll get out and play in the next season but it's but change will, but will he because listen i don't know the guy's 32 years old already yeah how came off a decent season yeah he had eight and a half sacks 40 tackles um but guys 32 you're in you have such a winning culture in philadelphia right now S- such deep 
um, defensive line depth. Yeah. They probably looked at him, him. Well, if we're going back to veterans, there's two types of veterans. There's I'm going to come in and help you, and there's I'm going to assault a 66 year old paraplegic <laughs> woman. No, not even James Harrison did that. <laughs> that we um, know of. But the thing, like, I don't get why. I mean, obviously, why? Because as a human being, but you didn't think anyone would ever know. Like, you are. A high-profile human though. being, though. You're, you could it's go to true. a bank robber and said you didn't think the cameras would see you. That's true. But I just think it's funny how, like, he tried to hide. And it's like, they're going to find you. They know where you were. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, maybe he won't. Maybe the Eagles will be like, you know what? We'll just forfeit the fifth-round pick. It's not worth it. But I don't see... Maybe he won't start, but I don't see it happening. I think if he wasn't traded this yeah, year... I mean, dude's 6'4", 274 pounds. He's not hiding from anyone. Yeah. I think if it didn't, if they didn't make that trade this year, then well, maybe. But the question I don't is, think he's going to start. Did the Seahawks know before they traded him about this? That'll be a very interesting thing, whether or not that comes out. Did Possibly. the Eagles know? I don't know. I feel like the Eagles were the ones that were there. They were the ones at the Super Bowl. They probably knew. But at the same time, maybe they didn't. Who knows? Yeah, honestly. Either idea is he'll still play. Um, but that is actually a very interesting question. I was wondering the same thing. And I don't know. I mean, it was probably something that they, when they, you know, because it didn't come out to the public until they, like, they issued a warrant, I think, for his arrest. Right. And that's when it came out to the public. But before that point, grand felony and felony charge, not grand. It was not yeah. grand in the slightest. Um, I just think, I don't know. I feel like someone had to know. Maybe they knew. And maybe, do you think they really wouldn't tell the Eagles? That seems kind of shady. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe the Eagles knew and said, you know, we'll deal with it. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the Houston police chief went off on him, calling him morally corrupt. Yeah. And more... No, he said morally bankrupt. Yeah. More, no, morally the corrupt The charge of injury bankrupt. to the elderly carries a maximum 10-year prison sentence and a $10,000 fine. So is he going to go to prison? I, I, don't, I don't know how this all works. I'm sure he can post bail. He has the Well, money. obviously he'll post bail. Well, bail is different than a fine, though. But so is he getting bail or is he getting a fine? But it's a different charge when they're older to a person sixty five years or older. Yeah, it carries a higher penalty. Well, and why? Why Houston? I'm very because they were the in, super. No, it wasn't it? Was in Minnesota, wasn't it? Well, oh, this wasn't this last Super Bowl. It was the Super Bowl before. This is Super Bowl a year and a half ago, and this is just coming out. He played a full season of football before they issued a warrant for his arrest. Because they went, they said he went to celebrate with the Patriots in Houston. This was a year and a half ago. How are we just now getting this? <laughs> what? <laughs> we are everyone. We are breaking the news. Um, what that was not world? clear in anything that I read that it was a year and a half ago. Um, I am shocked. Well, Grant, on a Grant, well was indicted by a Harris County ground jury on a felony charge of injury to the elderly. Right. Um, was controlling access to the field at Energy Stadium in Houston on the <laughs> night of Super Bowl 51. Oh, my God. Woman received medical attention for a shoulder in, in, 
injury. Bennett was a spectator in the in the stadium to support his brother who played for the Patriots. Right. Charge carries a penalty of up to ten years in prison and a ten thousand dollar fine. Bennett was held on a ten thousand dollar bail. Right. Okay. So now I'm even more confused. Bennett made, a, <laughs> Bennett made a brief court appearance Monday where the judge set his bond judge set his bond at ten thousand dollars on a felony count of injury to the elderly. Hmm. Eagles released the following statement. We are aware of the situation involving Michael Bennett and are in the process of gathering more information because this is an ongoing leader ma- legal matter. We will have no further comment at this time. Yeah, they're not going to say anything because it's legal. Um, okay, so oh I'm even this whole time because this came out last week. Right. Well, this whole fin- time I thought it was just, his last Super Bowl. They just Bowl. indicted him last week. Oh, okay, indicted him. That's yeah. We're learning what I meant. Alex <laughs> is learning legal terms as we go. So it says he's facing a felony charge. Wow. Well, indicted just means that they've been gathering the information and they're officially ready to serve him, I guess. Right. Um, and they basically said, okay, we're, we're ready for you. I am, wow. So a year and a half it took to gather all that, I guess? Or did the Seahawks know that whole time? Did the Eagles know when the trade happened? If this was a year and a half ago, I feel like if this was something... I don't know how it works, obviously, but I feel like in the NFL, if something this major happens, a memo gets sent around to every owner that, hey, just so you all know, right? Michael Bennett will be facing felony charges soon because of this. I feel like that's something that they would kind of have to do. Maybe not, but I feel like these things matter. I don't know. I am. I am. <laughs> I am actually shocked. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's another example of a locker room problem that did the Eagles decide to take that on knowing full well what it was and a possible prison sentence. Cause I can't imagine they'd be like, we'll okay, trade so for you, but you know, maybe before we're saying he's beating up a paraplegic woman. Yeah. He just shoved past her on his way to the field to celebrate, but hurt her. Yes, he hurt her. Yes, he was very aggressive. He, they said he was aggressively rushing onto the field. Okay, so it's but not like he was I, trying to beat up this woman. No, he didn't he come just up and punch her in the face, them. but he pushed her over, a woman in a wheelchair, and injured her enough that she pressed charges. Because the other thing is, he knows he's Michael Bennett. Does she know he's Michael I Bennett? Think that's what they're, I think that's what they're trying to say is that... he That doesn't give him a right just because he knows he's Michael Bennett that he gets onto the field. Who Did he have a field pass? Did he have everything that she was told and trained that, hey, if someone wants to come on the field, they have to have this kind of clearance and this kind of badge and blah, 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 blah. But I think they're saying it's not criminal negligence because the way it's described as intentionally, knowingly, recklessly, or with criminal negligence... So it's not negligence? So they're saying because he didn't know. Or he didn't mean to. He was just pushing. He didn't pushing. mean to. He was just pushing. I don't know. Welcome to our new show where we talk about law for an hour. <laughs> this is the new show. So, okay. So bringing it back. briefcase now. Wow. Um, so bringing it back. Do you think, do you think the Eagles knew? Let's find out. It's probably reported somewhere. They're not going to say. I guarantee you they won't say or haven't said. Because it's... One, it's a legal matter. So they're not going to... um, 
they're not going to come out and say whether or not who you know this is what we know about his you know his legal matter wants me to watch the video it's not letting us it's not gonna you know they're not allowed to say that so again i don't think he was worth it so i can't imagine that they knew the full scope of everything right but who knows anyway anyway michael bennett on lighter news, okay, Cleveland so fans rejoice. We've talked about this and um, last week, but it's something that kind of really? pertains last to week? two weeks really? ago. Okay. But um, it pertains but to our topic today. The Browns. The Browns. The spooky Browns. have Are making a pass at being a team again. Whoop, whoop. Um, so the reason I brought this up is because Jarvis Landry just tweeted a video a few days ago. About Jarvis Landry was just traded from the Dolphins. From the Dolphins to the Browns. Very good wide receiver. Very good wide receiver. So him, Tyrod Taylor, their new quarterback, Carlos Hyde, their new running back, and David Njoku, their not rookie, but still very young tight end, and then another receiver, I can't remember who, but not Josh Gordon, mind you. Huh. It's probably off a uh, snorting cocaine, smoking hey. seeds. <laughs> Josh Gordon did his time. Taping, taking a sip of wine. Um, he will not. But they're already working out together. They've already started to develop chemistry. All of them? Yeah. That's awesome. They're already working to... But they will so, be doing it without... Jarvis Joe, Landry. Without Joe Thomas. Well, no, you were just saying Jarvis Landry tweeted out a video and a request to... Oh, yeah, Odell Beckham Odell Jr. Beckham Jr. To come join them. He won't. But will they? But would, the fact would? that people... Here's the thing. The fact that people are now saying, hey, come join the Browns. It's great over here. Yeah. Is already an indication that that, that locker of, room is I mean, and 10 you times kind of brighter. Have to, you have to hit that reset button. After you go 0-16. Oh, yeah. You have to do a full... You have to say, okay, we can't... Everything needs to change because this is ridiculous it was ridiculous for two seasons so one win in two seasons so that's still so sad (laughs) um okay so that is just miraculous to me at all right that they would even come out people are coming out and saying like you know because before it was kind of like don't feel bad for us we're we're great over here we're trying we're gonna keep on trying but now it's hey we've got a serious thing going y'all should consider us and look at us and all this stuff and i think that's awesome um but yeah they will like you said they will have to do it all without the help of joe thomas who speaking of um locker room veterans joe thomas was Alex, explain Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas was a left tackle. Um, Possibly. Possibly. Arguably one of the best, if not the best left tackle of all time. Yeah. He played for... I can't remember the record. Over 10,000 consecutive snaps. He did not miss. Not not games. He didn't miss. It's not just that he didn't miss games. He was in... No, no. He missed... He had an injury... No, this year was broke the record, I think. Right? His consecutive snap streak, he played for 11 consecutive years. Where he didn't um, miss a single snap. He injured snap. his left arm against the Tennessee Titans. This year. 
this yeah. last season. So he had 10,363 snaps. triceps, which basically... So he didn't... Not only did he not miss a game, he was in every single offensive play for 11 years. 10,363 consecutive snaps. So he was a tackle or a guard. Left tackle. Yeah, he was a tackle. Awesome, All awesome these player. people talking about how durable he is, but yet he just retired. Rest well, he had one injury, and he's like, all right, I guess I'm done. Um, he is now, you know, going to be working, I'm sure, with the team. I would see him going back to the team, though, is even if, like, okay, we don't, you know, you're not going to play anymore, I feel like you would want him as like a line coach right or something that's awesome so you know good for him and hopefully even though it is sad that he's gone wait um i'm trying to think four away yeah no he he broke it i was making sure he broke it but broke, broke what it. the record the record oh the yeah he broke the record snaps um, I was just making sure. <laughs> so, good for him. Good for Joe Thomas. He Joe thomas But um, I think he's leaving them in a much better place than he joined them. Yeah. Well, hopefully. That's the plan. Um, so, good for the Browns locker room and good for all that. Hopefully, um, the Browns get a get their rebirth. They are reborn this year yeah we'll um, see i think this year's gonna be there's been a lot of turnovers this a lot turnover, of trades I and can't say turnovers, release that's actually <laughs> a, thing. a lot of changes a lot to of rosters have, yeah um whether for good or for bad so we'll find out we'll find out um we will be back next week where you'll find out our topic our topic of the week. we already know it should we tell them no it's a secret because I forgot it. It's about preseasons. Oh, yeah. Preseasons in general. We're going to be talking about. So let us so know. If you have anything you'd like us to hit on. Because we had some baseball spring trainings almost over. And we've had some major injuries already. Still, NFL only has major too, ones. Too so No, I know. But well, just. Someone died in the G League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Um, so we'll be talking about all that next week if you are so Tune interested in. let us know how you feel about the new ideas and formats if there's some stuff you'd like to suggest some things you'd like changed and then follow us on social media two doofs and a duffel bag on facebook we're still waiting for an instagram for alex an instagram. won't make it until we get how many likes i think it was like 50 or something um, really doable <laughs> something super doable and i think we're at like three so no we're not at three we're at are we still at like 30 something? We're not at 50. We're not at 50 something. Um, 32. 33. We're at 33. 33 is almost 50. Um, so we'll get there. But follow us, comment, f- listen on SoundCloud and iTunes and Apple Podcasts, whatever. And everyone have an excellent rest of your week. Until next time. Yeah.